Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Friday the 12th of May. I forgot what day it was. My name's Ben. On the line's Andrew. How's it going, mate? Long time no speak. Yeah, uh, how's it going, mate? I'm yeah, good. Keeping well, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been a little while since we've done one of these. Like we're just yeah. bask, basking in the glory of promotion, aren't we? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. You didn't see the Birmingham game. I didn't see the Huddersfield game. So let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we won't talk about those in great detail for that exact reason. We're going to talk big picture promotion, and then we've got our uh, well, we've got sort of ten big moments that have underpinned United getting promotion that we're going to dig into. Um, yeah. I'll just do a preemptive apology if the sound quality is a bit off this week because uh, my normal software is is playing silly buggers, so we're recording it through Skype. So hopefully you listen to this, it sounds exactly the same as it normally does, but if it sounds a bit, uh, a bit wonky, then apologies, and hopefully it'll be back to normal for the next episode. Right, mate. We were going to do one. We we're going to do an episode after Huddersfield, even though you weren't going to be able to watch the game because you were working. Mm. Uh, we neglected to do that because it was a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a pointless exercise. I think that Huddersfield yeah. game. Um, actually, let's let's talk. We'll talk briefly about those two games in a second. We lose to Huddersfield. We beat Birmingham on the final day of the season. That gives us ninety-one points, mate, from the season. Mm-hmm. Our highest ever total at this level. Yeah. And one more than Fulham got last season in winning the league. And Fulham seemed to absolutely breeze it last season to me. Like there were never any doubt that Fulham were going up from about like game three. They were winning seven <laughs> nil like every week. It seemed like. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get ninety one points, it's a massive achievement. It really is. And I think that like in a lot of years, as, as even last year, we'd have won the league. We'd have we'd have won the league with ninety one points. And mm. how many do we finish above Borough in the Emirates? Sixteen. 16 points above Borough, 11 above Luton. I don't know what we're worried about. And to be fair, that's up to you, because you were saying before, I think we'll finish 9 to 12 points clear of third place. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about this, Ben, but yeah, vindicated. Yeah, I might have said 7 to 10, actually, so even even uh, mm-hmm. it's even better than optimistic me. But ultimately, mm. yeah, we, we've coasted home in the end. I mean, you know, there is, there's probably a deal, particularly with Middlesbrough, you know, there's probably a degree of them just easing up on the accelerator a little bit, which is yeah, kind of effective form. Yeah. But that, that was kind of what we were saying about a month ago, wasn't it? So mm. important to get the wins now, you know, when we were playing Bristol City and Cardiff and that little run, because then teams will do this and suddenly you end up 15 points clear of your nearest challenger or 16 points in that case. And um, yeah, one uh, one win less than Burnley, who obviously have coasted to promotion. So yeah, yeah, yeah. two wins more than we had... Um, in the last promotion season under Chris Wilder, which surprised me a little bit when I look back. There are, we have lost more games this season than we did that yeah. season as well. We've not drawn many, have we? I mean, no. I, I do think it'd be interesting, obviously, that little six game period that we had where um, we had all the injuries and we lost games that we were won with a half fit team. Mm. I think we'd have been challenging Burnley, I really do. And I know Burnley are rightly getting all the, the credit for running away with the league and one of the best sides ever seen at championship level and you can't argue with the the stats but I'd love to have seen if we'd have just picked up another two or three wins mm. around that period which we would have we would have beat Stoke away for instance or got something at that game we, you know we would have beat Blackpool at home if we had had a, a normal team out but yeah. you know you, you can't complain 91 points is fantastic it's it's an epic achievement when you think of everything that's you know been going on behind the scenes and I had to um uh, I, I did something for the Not the Top 20 newsletter the other day, um, mm. which was like, I think it's their post-season review. And yeah. um, one, of, one of the sort of prompts is, you know, how do, how do the fans think the manager has done? And I, I listed out all the things that he's had to deal with this season. And yeah. yes, yeah. you caveat this with, it's a good squad. Like we, we knew that pretty much from about game two or game three, or even looking yeah. back at last yeah. year. It's a yeah. very good squad. However... He's had to deal with an owner with an open desire to sell the team who is unwilling or unable to fund us, a drawn-out mm. takeover with no positive end in sight and, in <laughs> fact, probably a negative end in sight at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre situation when we couldn't afford to switch the undersoil heating on at the training ground. Yeah. We've had a transfer embargo. we had an absurd injury list, um, yeah. which I think was in double digits like around October. Yeah, yeah, only one transfer fee paid in the last two years, and he's he's handled himself with you know. And we lost, we lost, I mean, whatever, whatever you think of Kadra, we lost Kadra to come replace him. Mm. No signings whatsoever in January. People might argue that, yeah, but we kept Berger and die. But I don't know much with that 
luck or judgment or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that he had a lot of sleepless nights that month. Put it that way, Eckingbottom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's it's an epic job by uh, manager and his staff and the players as well, of course. And not yeah. as good as Michael Carrick though. We finished fourth. So. <laughs> Just the sixteen points offers. I think he was six <laughs> behind us when uh, I think there was six behind us when he took over. So, good yeah. job by him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's I mean, got up so many places in the league table, though. Yeah, he took over a you know a, a really a faltering team. But I remember listening to the not the, not the top twenty, fully enough, uh, earlier in the season when Wilder were calling out the Middlesbrough players, and they were saying this is a good squad he's got here. You mm. know what I mean? Middle. I don't know. Some people seem to talk like as if Middlesbrough were. I don't know, like Wigan or something, and he's got him up to the playoffs. But Middlesbrough were always... I mean, I think most people had a promotion at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they were good last season um, as well. Mm. They just... Uh, yeah. The, I don't know. They, 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 did, they didn't um, deliver on the numbers, essentially. All the underlying stats suggested they were a good... Like a top top five or six team. Even, yeah. You know, even better than top... Oh, look, he's done well, Kyle. Really, so I'm, taking, mm. I'm, I'm joking, really. He has done well to get him up there. And they were playing... Some fantastic football when they were on that run, but I think it just goes to show the consistency levels of us that we finished so so many points above them. And yeah, I think they for that month or two where they were on fire, yeah, I was worried. And you're thinking these look unstoppable, but I kept saying it on here and, and on forums and stuff that it had taken like a massive run for them to carry on that what what they were on. Mm. It had had to be like better than what Forest did last season when, when they went on their run. And they got nowhere near in the end. Yeah, and we uh, we blazed home. I think it, I think we won eight of our last ten. I think it was. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, Huddersfield. yeah. The last ten, we, last ten games were the best team in the league. Yeah, Huddersfield and Burnley, the only defeats. Huddersfield, uh, we kind of half-assed the second half. Burnley, obviously, yeah. down to ten men after about eighteen minutes when uh, yeah. Fodringham got sent off. The rest of the time, we uh, we looked to cut above in the majority of those ten games. I've listened, been listening to Radio Sheffield. They've done like an half an hour podcast on the parade yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to go. So working, mm. which I weren't bothered about, but it actually looked really, really good. I have yeah. to admit, like looking at the scenes and stuff, looked brilliant. But I listen back to it, and West Fodringham, they're interviewing him, and he says, "Oh, so many clean sheets and stuff." He goes, "Yeah, it might be more if I'd have been sent off twice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. Um, yeah, more clean sheets than uh, I think the most clean sheets we've ever had at this level. I think United tweeted that the other day, mm. uh, which again surprised Weird, me. No one him. Sorry, go on. Sorry, no, yeah, no one mentions him like goalkeeper of the season and stuff, and they rightly mention you know the the guy at Coventry Wilson who's done really well and uh, Burnley, obviously Murek or whatever he's called. I don't think he's that good person. I think he's in front, you know behind a really really good side. He's got under the radar. All of us will do our player ratings maybe next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, a, a really quietly consistent season I think from Wes. Yeah, yeah. Player ratings next season for sure. I mean, clean sheets are a, a team, a team accolade, really. Yeah, right? absolutely. Rather than just goalkeeper, but your goalkeeper plays a part. I think. Yeah, this had flown under the radar for me that this was a tighter defence in that regard than um, than the Wilder promotion season. I think we yeah. conceded slightly more. Let me just bring this up. What was that? Nineteen, eighteen, nineteen season, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we con. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So we conceded more goals in the Chris Wilder season. Then uh, no, yeah, conceded forty-one goals that season. We conceded thirty-nine this season. That that surprises me more because right. that yeah, wilder yeah. season felt totally based on uh, strong defense. If you know what I mean, it was just like. But then again, we've mentioned on here how many times we just see games out True. when we win one nil and and no one has a shot against us. Basically, I'd love yeah. to see not necessarily XG. I'd love to you know maybe yeah maybe XG against. We can't. We must be up there. We have been all the way through the season, yeah. We've been one of yeah. the best couple of seasons, uh, best couple of teams, um, mm. yeah, in restricting chances. Again, not really talking, looking too far ahead here, but um, that bodes well for next season, you know, having yeah. that strong base. If you can couple that with an ability to score some goals, which we didn't have in our second season in the Premier League, and we skirted with a little bit in our first season well, in the Premier League, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about next season. But two things that make me more confident than maybe I'm not saying we're going to stay up because I think I don't think it's a disaster if we go back down and obviously we'll get into that you know later on but I think this season for me is get your bill sorted out and come back down and let's never get in that position that we were last season George Baldock did an interview yesterday where he was talking about this was the biggest promotion for him because he said all the off-field stuff it was real stuff you know what I mean it mm. wasn't so uh, this this could have been a disaster if we'd not gone up and I don't want to get into that position again so I'm, I'm alright with sort of you know, taking stock and maybe buying a couple of players, but not going mad like we did last time in terms of transfer fees. Um, but what sort of makes me gives me a bit of confidence? We finished with twenty-one points in that Wilder season, and we played 
the likes of Keen Bryan regularly. We played Ampadu quite a lot. Lundstrom, who just was messing around in midfield almost every single game. We played Bash in midfield for three or four games. We had Oli Burke up front for a lot of, you know, and we've still got 21 points. And this team is undoubtedly better than the one that went down. Yeah, and it will be playing uh, in front of fans as well, which I think yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we should yeah. make a, at least a you know five percent difference. You think? Um, yeah. yeah. So just one final nugget on the league table, I suppose. You, you nail on the head with how many you know we we didn't draw many games. No, no side in the league drew as few games as we did. Which considering Blackburn went like the first yeah. thirty games without drawing any, or however many yeah. it was. Um, it's quite impressive, yeah. Just seven draws from us: twenty-eight wins, seven draws, eleven defeats, and uh, yeah, that's there's twenty-eight wins. That's why we're yeah. up in the Premier League next season. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so Huddersfield was a Thursday night game. Uh, first off, I really enjoyed. Um, I, I was slightly baffled by Huddersfield's tactics. I know you didn't see this, so I'll, I'll not. Now you were messaging me saying these are awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I mean, okay. So I, I think I said to you like. If they carry on like this, there's no way we don't win the game. Like they just, yeah. it, they were so passive. Like Egan was, Egan was confused. I think like he got the ball on the halfway and it was like, I've got 20 yards of space in front of me. Yeah, What's going on? So he was just ambling forwards and they were allowing us to do that. Uh, Jebison had a couple of really good chances. He had a one on one. He had a header at the back post. I think, I think if he puts either of those away, we we almost certainly win the game. But. Uh, we didn't take our chances despite, you know, completely bossing the first half. And then hats off to Huddersfield. They uh, came out with a, a sort of classic Warnock head of steam in the second half. They pinned us back in our own half. We, I don't know if this is a bit of a, like, like let's not push too hard in this one, but we took yeah. off um, uh, and Jai and Jebison, I think it was. After about yeah. fifty odd minutes, McSharpney came on. McSharpney came on and was as uh, you know as effective as ever. I have to say, McBurney. Um, uh, McBurney will get a lot of credit from me when we do our postseason um, play ratings, but he looked like he was still drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, off yeah. the bench. It was it was almost less than useless. Um, yeah. And yeah, they got a goal ahead, and that was kind of the end of the game. I'll, I'll confess, I ended up reading a book for most of the second half because it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was happening. The ball was not in play. They, you know, Huddersfield obviously a, a draw would have been enough to secure their survival. A win yeah. was was you know very nice for them indeed. And um, I mean, yeah. I didn't watch the game, so I didn't care. There were a few people really angry with the performance, and I imagine if you paid money, I understand that. Mm. But yeah, yes, completely. I think, yeah. yeah, I think the fact that I didn't watch it and I just saw the result, I, I, would, I genuinely couldn't care less, and I really, really was not. Almost less than a pre-season friendly, because at least pre-season friendly you you're building towards something. Whereas yeah, this I feel like something, like, you can, something you can learn from a pre-season. Friendly yeah, game. whereas this it would just I thought it were pretty inevitable in a way. I, I, I won't say it were inevitable we were going to lose. Actually, if you'd have asked me, I'd have thought a draw because I thought that had a suit of both sides. But mm. I, I'm not that surprised. And then obviously the Birmingham game. It was nice though. I have to admit to finish the season on a high. And we should have beat Birmingham. Genuinely, I'm not joking. It should have been six one, six two. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I didn't see much of this one live. I, I just caught like the extended highlights afterwards, and obviously you're keeping me updated as well. But oh, chance after chance, we had that one. We hit the post twice mm. in about five seconds. Yeah, really. yeah. I think uh, I watched a show review video actually, and like they hit the, we hit the post twice, and um, the, the fans are laughing. Hit <laughs> 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 the post twice. Now the first twenty minutes of the game, we were pretty poor. I felt, and Birmingham were definitely the better side. They hit the bar. I think I don't know if it was Robinson or Basham it against the wrong bar. Um, yeah, and Robin, thought, Robinson, I think. Yeah, it was a good defensive end of that. It was, actually. It was, yeah. And we were looking really leggy again, and I thought, it's you know, let's just end this season, mate. You know, we, And then, to be fair, after about the half an hour mark, we just absolutely dominated. I don't know if they had a word at half-time or something and said, you know, this is the last game, let's give ourselves, you know, let's let's go out mm-hmm. in the way that we should be going out, really, to, to fit the rest of the season. And we were, I thought we were really, really good in the second half against an admittedly poor and... You know, lackluster Birmingham side with nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm just going to lob this in before I forget it. But um, Middlesbrough finished closer to Huddersfield than us in the end on points. Oh, oh. <laughs> manager amazing. of the year, <laughs> it will uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Birmingham, yeah. So we uh, give starts to Ender Stevens and John Fleck. Probably their last appearances for us. We'll we'll, well see. I who guess. Knows? Who Lots knows? Lots of rumours going around, and you know it's easy to spec. I've heard nothing. I imagine you're the same in terms of who's being kept on. There's all this talk about Sharp. Mm. I I can understand 
what Eckingbottom's saying in the sense that we can't do a forest in a way that if we get rid of everyone who's out of contract, people like I've even seen people say Jack Robinson's not good enough, get rid of him. McBurney's not good enough, get rid of him. We can't do that realistically because we're not going to have a team and it's going to be so difficult to bring it. We're not going to have much money. And to bring in, you're looking at 15 new players or something, if we let the likes of Robinson and Osborne and, and McBurney go. And yeah, it's not ideal. They're probably not Premier League standard. I still think McBurney's got something to offer. He's still pretty young. But the likes of Fleck and Stevens, I don't really get. I don't understand what. If, unless they take a mega, mega pay cut, I don't see why we keep them because they're on decent money. Yeah, you, you could talk me into Fleck. Um... On a pay cut, mm-hmm. Stevens. I don't. Um, I just don't see any possible reason to keep him. Like even mm-hmm. if he's more or less paying us to play for us. I just. Um, can't, I just think if if they're gonna, you know, if we're gonna keep even sort of hard, I don't know, three quarters of the contract, I think we could probably get someone else better in. Because they're on or, the they are on the they're on the way out. They're on the way downwards, yeah. and you could take a risk on someone else. And yeah, for me, it's time to move. I'm like you say, if if Flex stays. I want to be. Oh my God, what's going on? Because you know, I think he he's shown this season and at certain times he he can do something, especially when he comes on fifteen twenty minutes to go. Yeah, he, he looks like when he's up to pace. You know what I mean? He's obviously lost his his legs and his energy to some degree. Um, we won't yeah, be asking him to start thirty eight games, would we? <laughs> no, we'd probably no, like. No, no, can you just no. give us? I don't know, 600 minutes across the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he's happy to do maybe he wants to play, though. You know, maybe he wants yeah. to play as well. So, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, the other thing with Stevens is, like, you know, let's just see who the next man up is from, a, you know, a youth perspective. We've got uh, we've got yeah. Lowe, we've got Norton Davis. You know, it's, it's sort of do or, not do or die, but, you know, now's the time for Harry Boys to show whether he's going to be a player for us or a player in, you know, the the, the leagues below, I guess. Obviously, it's not Brooks ideal. has played that side as well, hasn't he? He's yeah, played left hand yeah. as well. So, I mean, look... But, People are going to be saying you can't throw a you know youngster into the Premier League. I think we're going to have to, maybe not to play every week, but certainly for, to, to fill the squad out. We're going, the likes of Brooks and maybe even maybe even the you know, Jebison would be fantastic to go on loan next season, realistically. But he's probably going to have to stay just for numbers. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, the elephant in the room is Billy Sharp, and it was obviously a very tearful speech at the mm-hmm. um, uh, the parade yesterday. Uh, let's let's keep powder dry and try and keep our our eyes dry, I suppose. Um, and we'll mm. t- we'll talk about that when there's more definite news because we don't we don't know. I mean, it's not it obviously doesn't look great uh, for his prospects of still playing for Sheffield United. But as to you, the thing with Sharp is, and uh, you know, it's horrible because if everyone's being honest, they're going to keep him for sentimental reasons rather than what's going to be on the pitch. And we've probably already got at least three strikers in McBurney, Jebison, and Brewster. They we're probably not good enough for the Premier League. Do we need a force? Yeah, <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? And they're under contract and he's not. And... Yeah, it's as I said, we'll, we'll talk about it in more detail later. Uh, from a footballing perspective, it's a hard argument to make. Mm. I still wouldn't. I don't ever want him to leave. Like, please, no, no. Until, he, until he's yeah. ready to hang up his boots, I hope he's a Sheffield United player. It's going but... to be weird without him, just in the changing room. I imagine he's massive in the changing room. and a massive. I know people say you can't give out a wage for you know being a cheerleader, basically. Although, Brian Bruce is making a good, <laughs> good <laughs> fist to that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I understand that. But I remember what Warnock always said about Kozlok, that people don't understand how good he is off the pitch and how much he... You know how, how much of a, an impact he makes off the pitch, and that can be really important. And maybe Sharp's the same. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope it has a, you know, a, at least a, a respectful resolution. I suppose if you, you know, if this is the end for Sharp, yeah. then get that testimonial sorted. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get a, give him a, a proper send off that he deserves. Um, yeah, he absolutely deserves that. And obviously, we don't really get testimonials anymore because obviously players earn that much; they don't really need them. But I imagine going to a charity or something of his choice would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, two-one win for the Blades. Um, Bernie nods in his fifteenth of the season. Great ball from Basham, by the way. Who started this game? Should say, uh, yeah, Armadosic's partner um, had their baby the other day. So, congratulations yeah. and to. And that's three. His kid has already seen more promotion parades than Wednesday fans have in 10, 15 years or whatever it has been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations then. Basham plays these two games. Lovely, lovely clipped cross from McBurney's header. Nice goal all around for this opener. 
And then I, uh, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, McAtee obviously gets the second, and I don't know if you saw. Obviously, he does his rubbish. It's a rubbish backflip. Let's be honest. It's what he does. But I don't know if you've seen on the highlights after when McBurney tries one. It's just, <laughs> just absolutely terrible. No. <laughs> just sort of, I can't really explain it. He's it's he, like he, just terrible. He just looks like he's like a bit. I don't know. Like he's, I don't know, he's just like he's drunk, which he probably was. He probably was, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't see that. Um, yeah, and, and Jai, great, Robinson, great ball, and Jai, great run. Puts it on a plate for McAtee, who sort of takes it off his toes a bit. But I think uh, I think he was after that that extra yeah. assist when he and Jai. I think that's his yeah. ten, 10 assists for the season, I think it is. 10 assists and 14 goals, I think it is. Is that right? 15 goals, I believe. 15 goals, sorry. Yeah. Of course, 15 goals, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I, I'm not going over any new ground here. He were absolutely fantastic in this game, Endar. Mm. He was just sort of, just absolutely brilliant. Just those little things that he does where he gets out of spaces and you just think, how? How have you done that? <laughs> All season, there's one to two times a game where I genuinely laugh out loud at something he's yeah. done. It happened in the Huddersfield game. He sort of pirouette. He like it was really closely marked and pirouetted out of it, and then nutmegged a guy. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, what yeah. is going on here? And then yeah, it's the... bizarre. I mean, we're going to come on to our moments, but it's bizarre. At the beginning of the season, there was a genuine, genuine debate: should we play Kadra instead of Enjai? Up until basically the Blackburn game, there were people talking about this. Wow, I don't remember that, but we can. Uh, yeah, I'm not, people, not denying it happened. I just don't yeah, remember. people because obviously yeah. everyone were excited about Kadri purely because of the fact of how well they've done at Blackburn, you know, mm. against us. Um, and they were like, "Oh, and die, they, they can rotate next season and what have you." Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Kadri, by the way, before the game behind the blades, giving high fives to all our players and lo- loving it. Nice. Yeah. What a pro! What a pro! Yeah, what a pro! Uh, what i from this game? So yeah, McAtee scores. That's his obviously his, his last game for us for now. We'll see, um, but probably his last game for us. Uh, good season from him. We'll talk about more detail in the play ratings. Uh, oh, I really, I'm sorry, this is uh, unprofessional me not to check the pronunciation, but Jilly uh, Biabu, I think it is, gets oh, his yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. professional debut. Uh, coming on for Baldock, I think it was in this one. So yeah, Baldock went off injured. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're too serious, but yeah, the, the the millionth youth player to get a debut under Heckingbottom. I think, I think it is genuinely like ten or so, isn't it? You know, dating yeah, all the way back to think, yeah. uh, and Jai in the Premier League when he was the caretaker. Well, there's been three this season off the top of my head. Four. I miss a Brooks, Brooks miss, uh, our blaster, and now uh, Bayabu. Yeah. yeah, 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 and yeah. Lovely Bali, he's not a youth team player, but you know he was sort of, you know. Mm. But yeah, lovely to see. Nice to sign off with a win. Get us, get us over ninety points. That was what I wanted. Get over ninety points. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to go and beat in the rest of the season, but uh, I definitely would have taken six points out of. Uh, Are you going to a Neil Warnock's do where he talks about how good he is at keeping others filled up? But you organise like a meet after. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I will not be doing that. It's such a bugger anyway. Who's he going to be managing next season? Do you want to, do you want to pick it out now? Who's he going to be the manager uh, of next season? think about this. Do you know what? What about this? What about Sheffield Wednesday? Oh. You'd do it, wouldn't I? I'd secretly love to see that. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Like while they're in a division, while they're two the leagues is below us. He, he is a pretty good manager, as he's shown. That's, that's my issue with it, but... I'd love, like, I don't know, say Wednesday go up and they're in the bottom three, go and get Warnock, and then he takes them down, and then he retires, like he said he was going to, you know, to come all <laughs> I'm going to say that Warnock comes out of retirement to manage, let's go with Blackburn next season. Yeah, entry, I can see that. I can yeah. definitely see that. Blackburn yeah. have a bad start next season because they've been kind of muck all season. They've been very fortunate yeah. to finish seventh in the table. Uh, Thomason gets sacked or goes somewhere else, and uh, yeah, they go get Warnock one last job. Blackburn, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, should we talk about our, our ten, ten big moments that have like led to promotion then from last season? Yeah, we're not really sure how we're going to do this, are we? I think we're just going to wing it basically. But yeah, yeah that's, that's what we normally do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've both written down ten. I think we've both got them in chronological order. So we'll run, yeah. we'll run through them, and in doing so, I imagine if the, we'll have a lot of crossover, but we'll just yeah. one of one of us will jump in if there's a bit that we're missing. I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll get the fixture list up. So I'm. Uh... <laughs> okay, okay. So I I will go first because I think mine is probably the first, unless you um, well, you can correct me if not. But my mm. first big moment is signing Armad Odzic. I think this was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this was. Just, just absolutely huge. I don't 
think this season would have gone as well if we'd had to play Basham every game. Basham was good last season, had a couple of ropey moments as well. Armand mm. Odzic sent us to an absolute other level. I mean, for the majority of um, the majority of the season, our, our like win rate or points per game when he was playing was astonishingly good. It, we mm. he just revolutionised. He, he was he was a better Chris Basham, and you know that's yeah we've been looking that's for an that extremely for high compliment. Yeah, it was like you know how what we're going to do when Basham eventually hangs up his boots or his contract runs out. Well. Here's someone who's actually better because he also yeah. scores goals, um, which Basham, God love him, Basham does not score goals, does he? And sort of falls apart in the opposition <laughs> penalty area. Armand oh, Odzic is a, is a beast in the opposition box from open play and set play. Excellent mm. defender as well. Uh, you know, he, he, he looks good in the centre. He looks fantastic on the right. Yeah, I think I think having him has did push us on to another level and is a massive reason why... Um, that that back three and the goalkeeper uh, kept yeah. so many clean sheets this season. Well, I think you have to. I mean, look, we all love Basham and stuff, but I think we started seeing at the end of last season there has been a little bit of a drop off, which is understandable given his age. I think he can still do a job every now and then, but you don't want him. I think if Basham had played as many games as Arvid Odzic, we'd have been. Mate, I'm not saying we wouldn't have gone up, but it'd have been a lot closer. I think because, as you said, not just in a defensive sense. The goals, I mean, that's something Basham never gave us. He hasn't scored, obviously, since Leeds. Um, because, and to be fair, he's a defender, you know. <laughs> he's not, he, sh- he should be, like, banging nine in or whatever it is. But he is, he is a defender stop. who gets forward, though. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and like I say, this guy is just the next level. And I think where you can sort of... The biggest compliment I can probably give him is how hard that role is. And we had Removich, obviously, for a lot last season. And a lot of people wanted to keep him, didn't they? Like mm. Because he was steady and he were really aggressive and stuff, but I never felt it had worked in that. Maybe in the middle it had worked, but in that right right side of centre-half role because he wasn't that good on the ball. And to, to have a defender who can do both, can defend, we've seen him put some great challenges in. Defending is probably his weakest point, which <laughs> is something that he will improve on. And he's not bad at it, but, you know, they, they, sometimes he switches off and, you know what I mean, but that, that happens. But to be able to so confident on the ball, and when we talk about... You know, we've all season we've had that quality to win games that where we're not playing that well, and we always mention him as one of the reasons. We say, mm. and I, Mackenzie Berg, Armand Odzic, he's a centre half. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, really. Yeah, and I uh, I missed his debut uh, due to yeah, COVID, he did, yeah. but it sounds like it was a banger. Everyone was absolutely yeah. raving about him after that Millwall game. It was reminiscent of Babakis when he his first game against Sunderland all those years back. Mm. Yeah, just, Wait, just thought, so this, whoa, just where's this guy come from? Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh... Do you remember the first game of the season, by the way? He, did, he didn't play, and Neckingbottom yeah. didn't realise until about like 24 hours before that he was banned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I can see why he was banned because he gets booked every single match. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, he picked up a lot of yellow cards for uh, you know overhead kicking someone in the face for a long yeah, time. Then, yeah. but yeah. anyway, that's that's moment number one. What? Uh, uh, my next one's not for another month, I think, into the season. So, what you got? Yeah, well, I'm I'm six games in here, so I don't know if you're before me. Uh, I I actually would have the game before, but I imagine it's going to dovetail with what you're going to say. So, go ahead. I've got McBurney scoring against Luton. Yep, and I would. Uh, I'll just piggyback. I'll let you talk in a second. I'll piggyback mm. on that. I would pick Blackburn out as the turning point. Is what I imagine yeah. you talk about. Because I thought yeah. that was the first time he actually looked good, McBurney, and how he didn't score yeah. in that game, I've absolutely no idea. But he had like six big chances, I think it was, and he was just like, "This guy never gets chances because he's he's been like a, you know, a frail old man basically, just sort of yeah, dragging yeah, himself yeah. around the pitch for about a year and a half." But yes, go ahead, looting away. It's weird this because like he came on his first start, oh, not start, sorry, the first appearance this season, he came on as a sub away at Middlesbrough. And we were 2-0, and we drew 2-2. And I remember him getting loads and loads of sticks, saying, why have we brought him on? He's a waste of time. And it's so easy to forget. This wasn't a guy who was just struggling. It was a waste of time last last the last two seasons. He scored one goal in two seasons for a striker. Mm. And we did our end-of-season review and pre-season. I don't think there's a single Sheffield United fan who realistically thought... We need to keep McBurney. I think there's something something in him. He looked like a, he looked like he'd finished. He looked like injuries had caught with him. He looked like he probably a bit of a one season wonder at Swansea. And this goal against Luton for me, and you're right against the Blackburn the performance, but I think finally getting that goal, you ended up getting 15 goals for us uh, after that, um, which is massive. Top mm. goal scorer, top well, joint top goal scorer, and this was huge. And this is what started it off to get 
If I'd have said to you at the beginning of this season, McBurney's going to get 15 goals, you'd have, you, I think you would have laughed. I would have honestly. laughed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I absolutely would have laughed, yeah. Yeah, if I'd have said in our pre-season, I think, to be fair, I think I picked Bruce to be our top goal scorer, but yeah. I think out of the two of them, we, we, we knew at the beginning of the season we needed one of McBurney and Brewster to step up because realistically, we'd, you know, unlikely shot were going to be as good as it, as it proved as well. And I thought it was going to be Brewster because I thought Brewster had shown more than McBurney had. In previous, yeah, you know, in the previous season, not a lot, but you know, I thought he's got more about him. Absolutely, take me out of to McBurney because I know people still slag him off and stuff. But 15 goals, he's not played that many games. No, and, that, that, and this run what he went on here, of like basically from this game to Burnley, where we won five two, we were arguably the best striker in the league. I mean, I think inarguably, you know, there, there were articles yeah. coming out on like stats bomb and sites like that that were like. Uh, McBurney is levels ahead of where Mitrovic was at this time last season. <laughs> you know, in pretty much every metric, he's just like absolutely dominated. Yeah, so he scored against Luton, then he scored again the next game against Reading, scored again against Hull the next game. I he didn't score against Swansea because he never scored against Swansea until uh, no, last season. No, no. Scored at Preston. Yep. Uh, scored against Birmingham the following game. Uh, then he had a little break, and then well, yeah, he were injured a lot for this point. Like I think That's QPR is certainly injured at Stoke. Yeah, and I think course. he injured it on to Blackpool as well. And he came back at Coventry and then he scored again at Norwich, scored again at West Brom, scored again, you know, against Burnley. You know what I mean? It was a fantastic run. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot he scored against Norwich, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the two goals against um, uh, against Burnley. Yeah, and that's a kind of set up the season, really. So, yeah, that that breaking of the duck, we'll, we'll never know how big a difference that made, I suppose. You know, would he just have been, would he scored 15 goals anyway? Like, if he'd, if his if his goalless run had dragged on a few more weeks. but And yeah. it, this is the thing as well. I remember in that game in the first half, I thought you were playing really well against Luton. And I remember like looking online, as you do, and people go, get Bernie off his rubbish. And I, I genuinely were thinking, he's actually playing really well. And he followed that, obviously following on from the Blackburn game. And then they got the goal. And he's formed it in the second half of the season, but I think he was carrying injury. I think that was pretty obvious. And mm. this is a guy, again, who's not been really fit for two seasons, you know, in and out, in and out. And I think, you know, we needed what, like I said, we, especially as we soon found out the financial situation, we were never going to bring anyone in. Yeah. We And, and Sharp, uh, you know, was fading. We needed McBurner this season and to get that goal and then go on that run of 15. Fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm skipping to mid-September here, so feel free to jump in. Um... Yeah, you'd be... Oh, yeah, I think we've got the same one again. Okay. I'm going... Rita Kadra's one contribution yes. to this season... A winning yeah. goal away at Swansea. And I, I picked this out because it felt like the first time in possibly the whole time Heckingbottom had been manager up to this point. So looking at like, what's that, like a full year? No, it wasn't. It? Not quite a full year, was it? But um, yeah, the whole time he'd been manager. Where United had got more points than they deserved out of a game because I, I thought we were second best at Swansea. Didn't, yeah. you know, never looked like scoring. I thought there was only going to be one winner. They're pushing to to nick one at the end. Basham makes a great tackle, launches a counter-attack with Brewster and Kadra. Kadra wins it in the 94th minute. Three excellent points at a ground where we I feel like we typically lose or certainly certainly struggle against. Um mm. yeah. I, I thought that was a big a big deal. It was our second away win in uh in a row, um, off the yeah. season as well. Yeah, and just sort of put a little marker down of like Ah, oh, this team can win in different ways. You know, we can we can hit you on the counter attack. We're getting contributions from our, you know, third, fourth, fifth choice players here. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was a a big win. Yeah, I'm I'm saying you. I wrote the same things down here. I think last minute goals, especially in games where you don't deserve to win. To, to quote, to quote a fog dad of all people, tastes like promotion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think they do, and I think this is the first time all season where I, I thought. Something might be happening here, not because of the performance, but this is the sort of game you win when you go up. Mm. And, the, and we had a few of them this season where we won games, and I thought that feels quite, yeah, that feels like a promotion, but something that a promotion team would do. Mm. And we went top, and like I said, this is a game. I, I do think this game last season, the, the season before, we'd have lost one nil because we, you know, all those games that were tight, and we lost one nil, lost one nil, lost one nil. We had about five last season. This was the other way around, and as I said, the as you said, should I say the two. Substitutes combining Brewster, arguably Brewster's best moment in a United shirt, that, you know, mm. because it was a really, really good play, just not not onto the ground, really composed to, to you know, to play to Kadra. And as you said, it looked like we got options. This was before McAtee came on the scene, and I was really excited thinking, 
wow, you know, we, we could go away from home. If we got one nil up, we thought Kadra and Bruce had to come on to, mm. and obviously that never happened. But yeah, at the time, this was this were really special, and I think it was the first time where I thought. This is very promotional eh? as a <laughs> as a result. <laughs> it, it was part of uh, it was the middle game of three straight away games um, yeah. against teams that I don't know. Like I'm just looking now to Hull fancied themselves at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it panned out they're in a relegation battle for most of it, but it felt that felt like a fairly tough away game. We won that two nil. Obviously, we won the Swansea game one nil. I think they might have been in or near the top six at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Preston, who barely conceded a goal for like the first yeah, 10 games. Yeah, they've not lost season. at home. They've not lost at home. And three clean sheets and three yep. games that, like say on paper, you think, yeah, they're not, that's not that impressive to win those three games. But that's what, you know, to win all three away from home, because obviously we had the, well, why didn't we play like the home game? Was it, was, oh, it was the uh, Queen died, didn't she? So the Rotherham game got, oh, uh, got moved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we had these three away games in a row. And I remember like on the pod saying, you know, five points is all right with this. To get nine. Yeah, you know, what it really set us up, and it, and it made made as well that this next run that we went on, when we started dropping points due to all the injuries, we could sort of afford it and it not be a massive disaster. Mm, indeed. What's what's your next one? Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm going straight to October now. Mm. But at the end of October, Norwich, Sheffield United two, Norwich two. So after we we beat Preston, as we just said, then we drew it on to Birmingham, which were a poor result. You know, Birmingham was struggling, and they, and they did. You know, finish seventeenth or whatever they normally do, <laughs> and then um, and then we lost QPR at home, lost to Stoke away, drew with Blackpool at home, and lost to Coventry away. And people were getting worried. The injuries were piling up. Everything were piling up. We we just looked like a team who were, were going down the table. And bizarrely, at this point, Norwich, if they'd have won, would have gone above us. And mm. who knows what would have happened? You know, Norwich might have. They might have kicked on. You never know. They've obviously got a decent side. Norwich. It's just not happened from this season. And this might have destroyed us, you know, losing. This would this had been, but it, it was six games of that win, but this had been another loss. Be four that, losses out of five. If four losses game. out of five. And we went 2-0 down. And to come back, you know, as we did, were fantastic to get to 2-2. But the actual moment I've gone is uh, Adam Davis's penalty save mm-hmm. at 2-2. That's exactly because we got back in the game and we looked like the only team who were going to win it at that point. But bizarrely dropped McBurnie in and die in this game. And they came on and yeah. were fantastic, and the and the yeah they got us back into it, and then they got a penalty. And I remember like just I remember turning to Eggie also sitting there and just saying, "We're throwing it away, or, you know, what I mean, just get a point here, and that's that's fine with the injuries and stuff. Just stop the rot, and we're throwing it away." I had no faith in Davis saving it, going on what had happened before, where he obviously booted it straight at Pookie into our net, <laughs> and he saved it, and that and it, and it came out, and it, and it was a good result. I think that overall. Yeah, we'll overlook yeah. that McBurnie should have won it a few minutes later with that close range header. Oh, but... No, no, yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do remember coming out thinking, that's all right, really, because yeah. we've come back from 2 0 down. They could have won it, but, you know, Davis has saved the pen, so fair play to him. And, he, yeah. and to be and massive credit to Davis for coming back after that first error as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now this, yeah. Was, this was my moment as well. Yeah, that penalty save, I do think, was massive. It would have been, would have been four losses out of five if we'd not come back from 2 0 down, if we'd conceded that penalty. Uh, next game was is West Brom away. That's not no cakewalk either. That was uh, Corberan's first game, I think yeah. it was. Could have got a bit messy, to be honest. I mean, yeah, looking at yeah. this next little run, we'd have gone West Brom away. That's pretty tough. Bristol City, that's, that's usually quite a tough place. And then Burnley at home. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah. a tough yeah. run of games. So, yeah, it, it felt... Well, on um, the back of this, we, we only lost one out of the next 15. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, if we're Rotherham at home, which I still can't get my head around. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I can't <laughs> So my next one is that Burnley game um, as, a, as a moment of the season. Mm. And yes, we did lose three days later against Rotherham at home, which is just, <laughs> just increasingly baffling. I did say at the end of the season that will look even worse in six months' time, mm. and uh, it does. But this well, Burnley game... Teams, sorry, the, the teams have taken point... I think there's only three teams who didn't beat all season. Four, sorry. Mm. Luton, Middlesbrough, QPR Rotherham. and Rotherham. Yeah, QPR were up at the top of the league when we lost... They were... But, um, yeah. yeah, that's still still pretty smelly. Um, yeah, Burnley at home. What can you say about this? One of the, one of the most enjoyable, probably the most enjoyable game of the season. Like if you take out the you know enjoying, we've just got promoted, so that would be West Brom, I guess. But you know, it was a pure football game. This was absolutely fantastic, and was, yeah. to see United stomp a team like we just obliterated Burnley. You know, five two. Maybe if you look at like the XG or something, it flatters us slightly. But really. 
We absolutely deserve to beat Burnley 5-2. And Every obviously... single time we got a corner, I thought we were going to score. <laughs> I mean, we pretty much did. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a run in the second half where I think the goalkeeper made three straight saves from our corners, each one being cleared for another corner, and then eventually uh, Armadotic scored. I think that was the sequence of events. That was our fourth yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. We, we just ran all over them and looked... We, we just looked a, a class above the best team in the league. And they obviously... Uh, did not lose a game for the rest of the season after that, right? Have they, did they lose one? Oh, they lost to they lost QPR, actually, didn't they? Uh, oh, sorry, you're right at the end of the season. Yeah, right yeah, at yeah. the end, but after they got promoted. Do you know what's more, more insane about or incredible about this game is that our midfield three that day were Norwood, Fleck and Osborne. Wowie. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually Because obviously amazing. we were still suffering all the injuries. I mean, yeah. in two games time... And Stephen started... Yeah, and the season started. I mean, two games time, we started. We played Cardiff away, and we had our blaster in midfield because that's how we were, you know, down to the to the bare bones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, nothing more to say about that game. It was uh, it was just incredible afternoon. I, you know, with it being on Sky as well, and then mm-hmm. all the way through the season, just kept hearing that that bit of commentary, like. You know, in all the preview, every preview for a championship match on Sky, it was like the league leaders are ble- being dismantled or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. so good. McBurney crowning it as well in front of the cop after that brilliant yeah. run by Bulldog and Norwood finding him. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think this is the awesome. best McBurney's played. Maybe Tottenham actually in that Premier League season where he was fantastic, mm-hmm. but certainly the best he played for us in the in the pre in the last two seasons anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, my next moment is two games later, which is Cardiff away. Cardiff. And I picked this out just because it's the last game of the uh, pre-World Cup break. We obviously had a month-long absence of Sheffield United Championship football after this. Yeah. And we had just lost to Rotherham, which was the ultimate come-down-to-earth thing. And then yeah. get a Cardiff, and if you lose that, that really does put a, a down note when you have to go four weeks without football. As you mm. said, down to the bare bones, starting... What was it, Arblaster, Osborne and Norwood in midfield? Arblaster, yeah, Arblaster, yeah, and uh, Sharp up front on his own, I think, pretty much. I yeah. think that's right. Oh, no, and Dye played, sorry. And Dye as well, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not ideal. Not an ideal lineup. Um, yeah. Not a great game. Ground it out. McAtee made a difference in the second half when he came on. Ball oh, Bass played as well, sorry, instead of Armand Odzic, because Armand Odzic got glandular fever. Oh, yeah, blimey. Um, yeah, Bulldog smashed in a rare goal. Get mm. a 1-0 win. <clears throat> Feel pretty good about going into the break. I, was, I think I was ready for the break at that point, like... All these injuries, we've got four weeks now. McBurney had obviously done his ankle against Rotherham, um, which, yeah. you know, they keep it quite close to the chest, but look like it could be quite serious. Um, mm. Yeah, I thought it was really important to sign off with a win. And then we obviously. Well, I've actually gone it. for the, the break itself mm. as, okay. a moment, as, like, as an important moment because, I've, as I said, just look at that team, yeah. you know, with, with that midfield three. And when we came back, it was a month later. And we were still, you know, but Burnie still weren't back. I don't, I don't, I think Armadozic, yeah, Armadozic were back. Um, and, but well, we were slowly getting people back. If we'd have had to play another five or six games in that run, we'd have lost more players as well in that. You know, mm-hmm. if it had been a normal schedule, I dread to think what would have happened, to be completely honest. And I do think the World Cup break was massive for us. Yeah. Yeah, it was around this time we lost uh, Brewster and Norton Davis. Mm-hmm. When it, they, they obviously were out for the season. I mean, Brewster was interviewed yesterday. He was saying hopefully... McBurney got injured at Rotherham. We'd have probably missed him for five games in a normal season. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we had um, were Jefferson injured at this point as well. I think Jefferson were injured as well. Uh, so we had no because that's why Sharp had to play the mm. full ninety minutes. Yeah, we didn't even have Jefferson. Yeah, um, and, and I said Armand Odzic had glandular fever. We got a month to you know for him to recover and get back to some sort of fitness at least. Mm. Um, Jack Robinson went off injured in the Cardiff game. He did, didn't he? Yeah. he? yeah, he was back. Clark, rare appearance. Kieran Clark, game. yeah, we got another month of Kieran Clark, and he actually did come into the team after this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that break, I, I don't think you can underestimate just because of the numbers that we had at that time, how big that break was. I remember like feeling so relieved, like, well, I've got a month to get players back. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a strange season looking back. There was some, uh, oh god, what were it? I think it was. There was something that I think Eggy sent us the other day, and I was like, I can't believe that was. Oh, it was uh, Jordan Amissa coming on at Luton. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I think he was trying to list all the goalkeepers that played for us this season. I was like, God, that was this season, wasn't it? And I think this World Cup break kind of just has thrown me out of whack a little bit with my sense of time for this season. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, it was helpful. Yeah, absolutely having that break definitely. And just on the, I haven't picked this, but another thing of that is that were an important win when we beat Huddersfield when we came back. Cause it was such a weird atmosphere. 
Hmm. Uh, the extra England game that day, wasn't it? Yeah, it almost felt like a pre-season game. There were, hmm. you know, there, there were no. It was freezing cold. The atmosphere were just non-existent whatsoever. I think both sets of fans didn't really know, know what to do. It <laughs> would, you know, we, and then we sort of sneaked to, to, you know, the people walking out to watch the England game and, and bizarre circumstances. And probably, oh well, hopefully one will never have to do a game where you're having to. Watch United and then England, because hopefully we won't have a bloody World Cup in December <laughs> ever again. But um, and again, this 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 win against Huddersfield set us on the you know twelve games unbeaten after this, including the cup. So yeah, that that was so nearly an epic Saturday. That one, Harry Kane mm-hmm. sticks that second penalty away. Yeah, and that's why that's why I booed him when he came. <laughs> <laughs> that my uh, my next moment is not until. March. So, do you have anything? Oh right, yeah. Well, I've got. Uh, let me just have a look at what date this was. Second of January, Egan's equaliser against QPR. Mm. Uh, a bit like Kadra. Very similar, actually. That just we played poor in this game against QPR, and they, mm. they they possibly could have won it. They were probably. I don't know. We we did have a couple of chances, but you know we weren't at his best whatsoever. And again, it just felt like this is the sort of thing that happens to teams that are going up. Not great. Got a point. And it felt big, and it kept the unbeaten run going. And I just remember coming out, we obviously watched this game, you were in a pub, and thinking, that again, that's what promotion teams do. They're not playing well, they get a point, and, and your rivals are going, how have they bloody done that? Do you know what I mean? They're rubbish. <laughs> uh, and we were doing a lot of that at this point. We weren't very good in this run, really, in terms of performances. But we were squeezing wins out, and, and this were another one. But it wasn't a win, but no, another good point. Yeah, we were doing enough around this time, I think. I think the QPR game stood out as, like, we actually did play poorly in that one, but I think the other ones, you know, Huddersfield did enough. Wigan did enough. Coventry yeah. absolutely did enough. 3-1 win. Blackpool, I think, went 2-0 up, didn't we? And then they got one back and we just saw it mm-hmm. off. Um, yeah, Stoke at home, ghosted to that one. Hull City, 1-0. That was easy enough as well, I thought. I never felt in any danger from them. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good shout, mate. It's one of the... Yeah, we we I don't know. Did we score that many late goals this season? Obviously, the um, uh, Kadra one I mentioned already. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're the two that stand out to me. In the league, last, anyway, obviously. Yeah, um, but I think it's not just the last-minute goals. They were important goals as well. They were, hmm. they were goals that, in performances where we weren't playing well. I think it's hmm. all right getting a last-minute equaliser in a performance where you're battering someone. You think, well, we've got us just... I think in these two games, we could have easily lost them both and hmm. not really had too many complaints. I've yeah. got another one, actually, before March, which is a deadline day. Hmm. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, because I thought not... I don't know how we did it, and I don't think we'll ever really know what happened on deadline day, where Berger's left out of the squad uh, against Wrexham. Obviously, a couple of days before deadline day, and everyone, well, that's him gone. He's going to go. You know, he's going to pay off this embargo or whatever. We knew about this point just the mess that we were in financially. Mm. And then there were loads of rumours about Endai going to Everton and stuff like that. And you think, do you know what? We could lose both of them here. And I think if we'd have lost both of them, we wouldn't have gone up because I think the morale of the club would have just been. I mean, forget the fact that they're both brilliant players, but I think the morale of the club would have been so hard to come back from that. I think the fans would have turned it; it'd have been awful. Mm. And I don't know how we kept him. I don't know why we kept him. I don't know what changed where suddenly we got this, this state. Well, it wasn't a statement, but given to you know certain channels like Sheffield United away and Darren Smith, you know, people with the Prince speak to just basically say we're not selling anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that particular moment when I saw that, and I remember messaging Hal saying, "Is it you're not taking the Mickey, are you? Is this, is this actually <laughs> happening?" But no, that's what we've been told. And I'm like, I remember like genuinely almost feeling like we'd won, <laughs> won a game of football because we were keeping those two players. Yeah, I think at the time, uh, and I, I guess I stand by this. I think I think we could have absorbed Berger's departure. Like if that was if that was all yeah, we needed was... to do to keep us afloat financially, yeah. then it's like yeah, okay, fine, pull the trigger on that one. Uh, even if it's you know less than we ideally want for him, sell and dry. That would have been a disaster. You sell both of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good time. That would have been really bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Berger, I don't know how true this was, but I'm sure there was like his, his representatives were in London or something. Like, yeah, there was a bit of Fulham, weren't I? I think. Fulham, yeah. Uh, Chelsea made a loan bid for him as well, right? Was yeah, Chelsea wanted a loan. I imagine that would have been a terrible move for him in oh hindsight. God, I know Chelsea been... massive club, but bloody hell. That would have been awful for him, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would have done, yeah. Yeah, it's a great shout. I haven't considered that. Yeah, keeping both of them. Anything else? Mine is the Luton game, the next Luton yeah. game. Oh, really? I've gone for the week, the, the one after, so go on, talk to me about Luton. Yeah, so Luton, very, very important role in our season, obviously, with uh, mm-hmm. breaking McBurney's duck. And then this game is like the... the <laughs> I think this phrase is used in another context, but the great reset. Uh, yeah. In, 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 <laughs> in, that's, that's, Careful. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say this is there's nothing there's nothing racist about that, right? It's just isn't it just mad COVID people? I think it's uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's a book yeah. about COVID called The Great Reset. Anyway, yeah. that, that's for insane people. But I'm gonna use it in this um, in this context because this was the point where enough was enough. I think for Hecking Bottom and for some of these players of like, hang on, they've had enough. Um, you know, they've been given enough rope. If you like, I need to do something now because. This could get out of hand. This this lead could be whittled away. The team is struggling. We've just been we've just been looted in the most looted way possible. A dire game in which you know very little happened. They got a goal. We never threatened. And yeah, this was the point where he realised I need to make changes to the team. Is where, where we all realised it to be honest. Because I was I was you know kind of backing players like Norwood who'd been extremely good all season to to be the one to, to turn it around. But yep. no, this, this dispiriting defeat, this point where uh, more than a few Blades fans probably thought we've, we've blown this or we are in the process of blowing it. What kind of an idiot would say that? <laughs> Imagine going on, on public podcast, record. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> um, turn the season around. Uh, you know, that one defeat and then what came next? Um, well, this is the one I've got next. Is Mac- yeah. Particularly McAtee's equaliser away at Sunderland. Hmm. Um, obviously on a bad run, four defeats and six. As you said, just lost to Luton. Three points gap it was at this point uh, before this game, and that was only because Middlesbrough dropped points the day before against Stoke at home. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and, and we played really well. We started off really well, went one 0 down, and who knows what have happened? We scored right on the stroke of half time. I think it might have even been the last kick, mm. and we, like I said, we were playing well, but it could have changed everything going in one 0 down. I think Sunderland come out, you know, in a different way, maybe a bit more pragmatic. We start panicking a bit because of the run we've been on. I think this might be the most important moment of the season. Yeah. Uh, McAtee's at half-time. Nice. Yeah, I think in a, in a bigger picture, yeah, this this week is definitely mm. the biggest point of the season because yeah. Doyle in for Norwood, which never happens. We've never had anyone play the Norwood role. I mean, Burgess no. done it maybe a handful of times. when. I mean, because Norwood never misses a game. He plays like every game, doesn't he? But to mm. suddenly be like, hang on, no, I'm dropping a key player for Doyle. And I want Doyle to do this role and see how he gets on. McAtee starting, but then the the big one for me, and you've you've referenced this loads in the last few weeks. Bulldog's back in the team for this game. Yeah, huge. And he huge. stays in the team. And mm. uh, apart from uh, Burnley, where I think he was injured, wasn't he? Um, you... I can't remember. But anyway, no, he played against Bill. Played left back though. Um, oh, of course he did. Yeah, after yeah. the red card. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, he, he became again the the number one starter at right wing back, and I. You know, it, it, did he score in this run? I don't think he did, did he? I think he only got the one, one goal in the season. But it was yeah. so crucial having him back. I think that yeah. really did power us on for the rest of the season. It and, did. Yeah. And everyone talks about McAtee and Doyle, and they were fantastic. And we'll get on to the player ratings, as we said. But I think Baldock were arguably, I don't know about more important, but as important, because it just changed everything. We looked far more solid. We were aggressive. I thought he just absolutely typified everything that were good about us uh, from earlier in the season and obviously in the latter part of the season. Yeah, what a man. And yeah, big win. Followed it up with uh, two more big wins. Uh, in fact, maybe one of them is your next moment, actually. Uh, oh, well, no, it's my, it's my next moment, sorry. Yeah. I, I Oh, sorry. I've got a, a, the, the next game, actually, I've got. Um, not the league game, though, the cup. I oh, sorry, yes. No, I do have that one next as well. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, the Blackburn game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on then. Well, I just think it was a big a big deal because it was, yeah, this was the game after Sunderland. Uh, we came from behind to win at Sunderland. We obviously came from behind to win against Blackburn as well. It, was only, it wasn't only it was a league game, but it was a game against a top six team at that point who we'd, I'm just looking now, we'd lost to Borough, we'd lost to Millwall, we'd lost to Blackburn, we'd squeaked yeah. one out against Watford and we'd lost to Luton. That was all in the preceding month, yeah. essentially. Yeah. A lot of top six teams, a lot of defeats, and it looked like... We might have another one, even though we were playing um, playing well against Blackburn. But no, we stepped it up, turned it round, won a dramatic game that must have helped us. <laughs> like the, the mood around well, the club must have been fantastic after that. That's the reason I picked it. I obviously go on forums <laughs> in my spare time. Uh, opposition forums. No. And I, I look in what Blackburn fans were saying um, at the end of this season, thinking, because they're in the top six all season, Blackburn. Yeah. And then obviously by the final game, they pretty much had no chance, even though they, they won the final one. And a lot of them pinpointed this game to the reason why they didn't get in. They didn't win in the league Blackburn, <laughs> after this until the final game of the season. And that run because Millwall obviously just balled it completely. But I, I think there's a huge morale and momentum. 
like, like I say, their fans pinpoint this as their for the the reason by the the failure for them not getting the playoffs and the massive disappointment and the fact that it sats all the morale out of the club not having this trip to Wembley. This could have been us. It could have easily mm. been us if we'd have lost this game. We've got we've only got the league to concentrate on. There's no feel good fact. He's like, oh, you know, a lot of these players will probably never get the chance to play at Wembley again. Um, certainly not in an FA Cup semi final. And I imagine that would have been really, really difficult to take. And to win it in the way that we did, we went into the international break on a massive high, and I thought it were really important. Yeah, probably an underrated um, talking point, this actually, is uh, we got to an FA Cup semi-final and we got promoted yeah. in the same yeah. season. So yeah. it, it wasn't a distraction, you know. I think I might park that narrative in future of like, mm, I don't really want a cup run. Like, Actually, cup runs are quite fun, you know. <laughs> there were some really yeah, enjoyable yeah, yeah, games yeah. out of this, yeah. and we got to have the... The extreme bonus of uh, a promotion party at Wembley, which I, I think you described in your uh, your article on the pinch today, as a, like a uh, you know we knew we had no chance of actually winning the game, so it just became a yeah. contest to see who could get the most drunk in London, which is yeah, that were it, yeah. And like I say, I, I'd never understand. I've obviously got a different point here, but I never understand why Premier League teams, especially when they've got less games, mm. don't take it seriously. And I yeah. know like staying up is massive, and you you don't want to injure your player because you might finish fifteenth instead of you know fourteenth or whatever, and that extra five hundred thousand pound or whatever it is. But that's not what fans are bothered about. You know what I mean? Fans, I, it, I'd like us to have a go next year. We're probably we're going to be in a relegation battle, and what is it? An extra how many games? Three, four, five, six. Four. The, the maximum is going to be an extra five or six games, basically. Yeah, we played an extra six games, but that's with a replay. Um, and but, we got to the semi final. Exactly, yeah, we got to the semi-final. And that, you know, even if we do that next season, we're just going to be playing the same amount of games as we did in the Championship League season, so... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I So it, it didn't... It made my sort of long list and then I cut it off, but I had the Spurs game on here initially as well, so I'll just, mm. I'll just touch on that because purely because it was a run-out for Doyle in Norwood's Excellent, position. Excellent, yeah. Um, and it, it yeah. yeah, well, it opened opened my eyes a little bit to his potential to do that. And, uh, yeah, maybe it opened Necking Bottoms as well. And he just, I don't know, he sat on it a bit longer than maybe he should have done, I guess, that yeah. that, uh, that switch. But ultimately, he did make it. And then he, he had the, you know, he had the stones to kind of ride with it and not return to uh, the tried and tested, I suppose. So, um, yeah, cup run. Great fun, loved it. I, I think probably my, I think the most I celebrated this season was that Doyle goal. Like when it, you know, in a season where we got promoted, that's quite a big deal. I think. Just I don't know. Of... I think the most I celebrated with the the Burger first one actually at West Brom against West Brom. But anyway, you might be right. I I'll, I'll I'll look forward to um, dwelling on those. I think I'm trying to work that out. Um, so my next moment is the next game. I think twenty nine. Yeah, Norwich. Yeah, yeah, April yeah, yeah. Fool's Day away at Norwich. And Warnock doing us a favour in the other game. You've you've, always, you've drawn you've yeah. you've pulled this up loads of times, I think. But at one point, Borough, <laughs> Borough were what like two points behind us in a live table. At half like time, Middlesbrough were two points up behind us. They were one up at Huddersfield. We were nil nil at Norwich. If we'd have let a goal in at Norwich, which could have happened, obviously, and they'd have hung on, would have been one point in front of them. We're no game in hand at that point. Either. Oh no, did we have a game in hand? I think we would have had one game in hand. Yeah, yeah we'd have had a game in hand. Sorry, yeah, but we would, we would have, have a been a hand. bit hot under the collar, I think, at that point. Yes. McAtee scores just after Huddersfield went 2-1 up at middle. Because all our fans are singing, there's only 1-0 worn up because Huddersfield mm. have gone 2-1 up. McAtee scores. By the end of it, we're seven points clear and they never got near us after this. That, that was the closest they, they came all season. Yeah. So this, this, close to us. This was this season's um, Wigan winning at Leeds, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You sort of... I, I think after that... I remember, I didn't watch this game. We were in the pub and the results came in and... It were, it were, I think I actually got the best. I think I said this at the time. I think mm. I got the best experience because it's like getting others filled of equalised. Right, that's all right. Actually, we're three points in front or whatever now. You know what I mean? That's and then they bloody Huddersfield two and then we scored all within the space of like five minutes. And like this, yeah. again, this tastes like promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and it did feel like that because our next game of Wigan at home, which you know you know banked us to win and we did win. We should have won by more. Mm. And and then obviously Middlesbrough lost to Burnley and it would. I know it wasn't over then, but it was. I think this this weekend, you know, the, this Norwich game and them losing to Huddersfield would... And even in that same weekend, by the way, Luton drew with Sunderland, so they dropped points as well. I thought it were done at that point. Like, yeah. the, the, that's... Getting the win over Wigan, I was like, that's that's it now. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah. It's just going to be so difficult to, to throw this away. Like, it's... Yeah, it, we genuinely were into, like, we're going to need to lose 80% of our games and one of those yeah. other two teams are going to have to win all their games, which probably wasn't going to happen. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, I think we were, at that point, we were sort of thinking, um, 
when was the FA Cup semi-final? That was the 22nd of oh, April. We, yeah. yeah, so that was a couple of weeks later. But we're, we're eyeing up, like, is there the possibility we could get promoted, like, just before we kick off oh, Wembley? Wembley? Yeah. And then, then obviously mm. the Borough and uh, Luton get well, up to Monday. Well, funny you should say that, because we did, actually. We, Interesting. We didn't get promoted at Wembley, but my next one is McAtee against Bristol City scoring, because this is the game where we actually went up. Yeah, yep. Um, terrible game. Absolutely terrible match. Probably one of the worst on performances of the season. <laughs> they were just boring. We were nervous. We got this goal. Shut up, shot. Won the game 1-0. That that game, we, we, had, we had enough points in that game to finish second. We, we could have lost the last four games and still gone up. Yeah, we, that took us to 82 points, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Luton Luton only got 80. So, yeah, you, you're right. It was massive goal. Massive goal, yeah. My... So, so who knows? We'd have, if we'd have drawn that or maybe lost that game, you go into the semi-final, it's not quite the, the part, eh? Because you're thinking, mm. ooh, we still need a couple more wins in the league. That could be... After this game, we needed one win in four. And realistically, we all knew we were going to do it. I know there were some people not wanting... Myself included. Not mm. wanting to tempt fate. But we knew we were going to do it. And, and the West Brom match were fantastic. But I actually think this, this Bristol City game were the more important one. Because it gave it, like I say, that it gave us the chance to have that week that we have of going to Wembley, just enjoying it, getting promoted, having a promotion party, brilliant. And I think if McAtee had scored this goal, we we would have had more nerves. Yeah, yeah. My final moment is the second half against West Brom, which is the next yeah. uh, the next league game after the cup semi final. Yeah. I think you know the very potential to be a bit leggy after that. We just spent ninety minutes chasing Man City around in a you know kind of fruitless uh, effort. And we did look a bit, um, I don't know, second best, but West Brom definitely you know, came to play. They needed a win to stay in the playoff race and mm. they've been in good form. And it looked like it was going to be a tough game, nil at half time, I think it was. Uh, of course it was, yeah. And then second half, we just smashed them, completely stepped up, you know, physically, technically. Got the goal from Berger, which was awesome. Ahmed Odzic volleying in that second one to clinch it. Nerveless, job done. Yeah, that was that was my final moment, that obviously. Yeah clinched it and uh yeah we got to we got to party for the next few weeks and will all the way through the summer i'm sure yeah definitely yeah yeah um like i say i mean just looking back what i found doing this is how many important moments mcatee had he's got three mm. in mine um i could have had four to be honest with um with, with his with his cameo at cardiff you know when he came mm. on it, that changed every i'm gonna have that because obviously that changed everything for him which you know, eventually changed everything for us because him coming in took the heat off and to create everything basically, and he was fantastic towards that in in the running. But what a what a loan signing McAtee's been, and it were only December where we were saying, well, I was saying for a start, <laughs> let's send him back. But we were both sort of saying, not really worked out this these loan signings so far, and mm. pff, he'll go down as one of the best loan signings definitely. Yeah, good shout. I'm, I miss me with this Gibbs White slander, by the way, um, that I'm seeing on social media. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't. England Nick's been getting loads of stick for it. I know he's like, well, whatever. Like, Shut up, you idiot. You are brilliant. Like, I don't. I don't get it. Being myself. Gibbs White's a like, superstar. He, he was fantastic for it. He worked his ass off last season. If and, he didn't play for Forest, no one would care. It's only because yeah. it's Forest that anyone's I, bothered. By. If Forest leads Wednesday, anyone else would be all right. I'm not remotely shocked to see that he's doing well in the Premier League. Um, because he's a right player, and he's like, he's, you know, I, I really do think he's probably played quite a big role in what we've seen from Njai this season as well in his yeah. development. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing but respect for Morgan Gibbs. But yeah, he's he's nudged into that conversation, McAtee. He's, he's on the he's on the list. Yeah, of uh, best best loan signings for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any more? Was that was that your final moment? I assume that was the final one. I think that yep. were it. I think, like I say, for me, promotion number one at Bristol City. I thought West Brom was. Absolutely fantastic, but it what didn't because of that Bristol City win, it didn't hold the nerves that it might have done because we had another. I I actually thought we won't beat West Brom. I thought we'd probably draw that and beat Preston, but you know whatever. We we were up basically by that yeah. point anyway. Beating both, mate. Wipe the floor with them both because that's yeah. Down and then we were this season. <laughs> <laughs> what a season! What a season! Unbelievable. Yep. Enjoyed that. Uh, right, I need to wrap up quickly because we've, we've waffled on. Um, yes. We will do player ratings next if that's all right. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll put our heads together uh, or, or not, actually, because I don't want to do a hive mind on it. Um, but no, we'll have, we've we'll... been adding uh, Deadbat's ratings, haven't we? We have, yeah. I've, 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 doing it, so... Yeah, I've got Deadbat on uh, on ignore, so I don't see any of his, <laughs> um, his thoughts. 
Um, that's that's not actually true, Dave. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that next. So we'll have a good think about that, and then we'll come back with that next week. Um, right. Let's, let's wrap up quickly then. So you article on the pinch today. Do you want to just plug that before I finish up? Yeah, uh, final uh, social media review. Um, I had to change it a little bit. Well, I didn't actually. Uh, the guys at the pinch had to change it because Elon Musk, Musk is an idiot, unfortunately, yeah, and he's yeah. he's had an argument with Substack, I think, where we, which uh, obviously the pinch host on, and you're no longer allowed to um, embed Twitter links. So we've had to find a way around it, basically. So, yep. but yeah, you can check that out at the pinch. And thanks for everyone uh, as usual who contributes to that. And I've obviously got the view from Birmingham out, and I will be doing hopefully this weekend. My Roy's end of season awards, which I do every year, which is the oh, um, yes, yeah, just like Marty's fans and stuff like that. Yeah, just yeah. a bit of fun, just get people wound up. <laughs> yes, always look forward to that one. So that'll be that'll be great. Uh, and yeah, we just sit back and enjoy the playoffs, mate. It's, it's wonderful. Looking like, forward to it. Starts yeah. tonight. Wednesday tonight. Oh, so it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm at work tonight. Unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately if they win. Fortunately, but why are so many of their fans watching our parade? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, you know, if well, when they get promoted again, I will be absolutely ignoring the hell out of it. <laughs> well, I just don't get. I know, like you're on Twitter and stuff, but just, just ignore it. Don't buy. Why are you buying? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with them doing well. I, I will come out the woodwork when things go terribly for them, and absolutely. I will ignore them like the plague. We're obsessed. Uh, ignore, yeah, like, we're obsessed. Like yeah, that's that's been a big thing this season, actually, hasn't it? It's been like. And I, I think we've almost, we as a fan base have almost embraced it as like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know, ooh, don't don't sing about Wednesday, like, <laughs> you know, like leaving the ground after the West Brom goes like, oh, don't, right, we've sung two songs about Wednesday now. That's it. We've used the power That's enough. That's enough. Now we can't keep doing it. Don't do that. Keep on it. Keep on it. And um, singing "Die Piggy Die" to my Goldrick on just this weekend, just gone. So let's not, you know what That's I mean? That's not very nice. Is it? it isn't at all. So you know, stop it. Now, if they're doing better than us. I fully expect them to slag us off because that's part of what makes it a great rival, right? So, yep. and, and if that comes to pass, as I say, I will be ignoring the hell out of their existence. Absolutely, don't respond. Don't do what they've done, United fans. This is my broadcast message. Yep. If they ever above us, let's not react to a lot of their fans. <laughs> it's like, you're rubbish, obsessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only took, only took. Hundred calendar said it was only hundreds at the parade oh, in your second yeah. no, Premier League promotion took, parade in four years. We'd have took more to a parade, and I like that because it's like saying if we someone said if we'd have got to the prem, it's just basically, if we were as good as you, he's basically what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I heard you just snorted into the microphone with laughter. So we'll, we'll see if that got picked up or not. Um, great place to end it, mate. Uh, yeah, the pinch for your social media roundup for the end of the season, and Roy's view from dot com for all the views from this season and forthcoming uh, awards as well. Looking forward to that. Mm. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, mate. We, we, we will commit to that this time after uh, you know, sacking this one off until today. So yeah, thanks for bearing with us, everybody. I hope the sound quality was indeed all right. Thanks very much for your effort as always, mate. And uh, yeah, great to chat with you about the season. Really enjoyed that episode. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. I'll see um... oh, I'm away for the playoff final, aren't I? But uh, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll see you at some point. Maybe we can watch some of yeah, the um, no some of the playoffs semi-finals together or something. Yeah, yeah, no probs. Nice one, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you.